The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back and let's get this fucking show started. Before I get the keys, we're just coming in and coming for the music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? He's about to be Tony. Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! Let me see what Spider-Man number one looks like. I guarantee you blows the load like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum, assemble. Fantastic Forum, assemble. Yeah, it is, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird thing. We are live according to <coughs> the All Games uh, chat room. We are not. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, it might be on now. I had to do some quick quick uh yeah she says it's working now never mind yeah uh, for some reason even though the broadcasting software was running and said it was streaming there was no audio piping in i don't know what it is but it might have been a sound card issue but it's fixed now unless joe can't hear me on the line i have joe everybody <laughs> we're back live mad buggy tuesday joe Hello. you there Yep. Okay, cool. So you can hear me? Nah, Burr yep. Bur says I was too quick. Nah, Burr, you I don't think you were quick. I think there was actually an issue that I got wind of earlier, sooner than later. But yeah, we're here. We're live. We got a good show for you today. Now that all that's ironed out, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, high maintenance on HBO. We're going to be talking about Rick and Morty. And Joe will give us a little bit more details on on the Shira final season. And uh yeah, because guess what? It's T V Tuesday and that's what we talk about on Tuesday. In addition to comics and news, we end up talking about T V. So yeah. Joe, what was the thing you mentioned to me? This ladybug thing? What was it? Yeah, miraculous lady uh miraculous tales of ladybug and Cat Noir. Okay. Um, you may remember I recommended it as yeah. one of uh, anime to watch while you're we're all being sequestered. Uh huh. Um, at that point, I had only watched like a few episodes, and so I decided to actually watch 
almost all of it where I watched the from season two to season five. Uh-huh. And there was something interesting I noticed that some of the episodes are out of order where events that haven't happened yet are referenced before the episodes where things happen. And I was looking into it and I guess the Netflix viewing order is by production number and not the actual story order. So okay. that's something to look out for if you're gonna watch it. So it's um, it's kind of a mistake then, huh? Like not, like it's just the way they put them in to the service, the streaming service. Yeah. Okay. That's odd. I mean, it's not that well, odd. I mean, I've seen it happen before because it happened with, uh, I think it's happened with some of the Simpsons episodes and some of the Clone Wars episodes on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's always weird to me, like, how production order, it's like, because you're just making stuff, you can, like, make your 10th episode before you make the 8th, mm -hmm. and it'll be done first, and it's like, well, if you're going by production number, then that's going to show up at a different time than the actual order after they get them back. So... Yeah, it was interesting. Like, a little confusing at first, but I get it now. It says, uh, <laughs> right here, uh, according to Variety. Oh, wait, never mind. That's a YouTube video. Don't want to do that. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, it's not, not coming up. I know I, they did it with, uh, Disney Plus did it with a couple... I don't know if it was Simpsons. I know it was Clone Wars because they had to redo a separate watching order for uh, the Clone Wars episodes. But I don't know if it was for Netflix or Disney Plus. But I know it was a thing. And then they did... There was issues with the X-Men cartoon on Disney Plus. Oh, but, really? Yeah. The, the episodes were out of order. But I don't even know. I think they were aired that way on Fox, and then Disney Plus just followed the order that Fox had, or something. They didn't bother to fix it, or or something, something like that. It's weird. Like, like I remember them being in order on Fox. Like, yeah, I think. And Grant, that was a long time ago. So maybe I'm forgetting something, but I seem to remember things being. In like nothing felt odd or out of place. There was um I know there they think they think there was an issue with uh X-Men on Fox when they did the nighttime episodes. Uh cuz they had the they had these episodes that were so good that they played them on primetime at night. And I think that threw a wrench in the whole order of things, but that was towards the not the end but like halfway through its run or a little bit past mm -hmm. that. And I think that might have thrown uh, uh, in the production order, uh, airing order uh, sequence. And I think that's right. where it comes from. But Actually, Disney has a thing where they used to do this kind of a lot, I feel like. But um, 
they would have shows, but they would have like more than one package. So there'd mm. be like a weekday package and like a weekend package. Like one was a syndication thing and the other one was, I'm not sure why they always had two, but I remember it was interesting because there would always be different. Like I remember like in a dark, Darkwing Duck, the weekend story, these were a lot different from the weekday stories, especially when it came to like allegiances and origins. Mm-hmm. Like they were a lot different. So that's interesting. Yeah. And I know uh, the real Ghostbusters uh, did that too, where they had a syndication package and they had a another package, which I forget. I always forget what the other package is for, but they're like two separate orders with different production numbers. But if you were to combine them, I guess it would get mixed up a little bit. Yeah, because just because of number their production numbers, like it's interesting. Like I, I always forget, but it's kind of interesting the way that used to happen a lot with shows. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't have. I don't think you get those issues with us. I mean, you used to uh, with our shows earlier on because they would they would be like we wouldn't upload or, or publish like 10 episodes and then we'd publish them all at once, but they'd go up in the order of publishing, not the order of airing. But, Oh, but we don't have that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Cause now it's like with the new way we do things, you can, uh, you don't have to put in the, basically I can schedule the, the publishing for whatever date I want. So I would just do it the date and time that we aired, you know, just keep them the same. So that oh, okay. everything comes up in order. But yeah. Uh, if you do want to join in on the conversation, there is a calling option and chat option and the lady will tell you about it right now. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. Well, yeah. Uh, Joe, man, that... We watched this Rick and Morty episode that just happened. And I think... This one might be one of my favorite ones so far, all around. Yeah, it's really good. And it hits a note that I particularly like in stories. Uh Uh-huh. They they do, like, kind of like a what could have been. And it's so good and so frustrating, too, because... You know, I like Morty, and I like when good things happen to him. And then when he gets shit on, it's like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is, uh, for all intents and purposes, I would call it the save point episode. Um, I know they call it the the acid tub episode. Vat of acid. Vat of acid, yeah, that. 
But while that is a big important part of it, uh, the actual dynamic is Morty has Rick build him a uh, save point, a place, uh, saves place <laughs> machine that would essentially create a save point anywhere in reality, and he could just go back to it. And then Morty goes on his own adventure like that. And it's it's kind of like one of those episodes, like the one where he gets a dragon where they're separate for whatever reason. And But yeah, this one, it's... I, yeah, when he... The whole what would have happened with Morty thing, finding love and, and going on vacation, <laughs> it, it was... The way the way it got botched up made me crack up like an insane person. Right. And uh, <laughs> it's just, like, yeah. Bro, Jerry is the worst. Yeah. Like, he just sucks so hard. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he, he finds... I, I, first of all, even the way he meets this girl, like, he's about to go into the porno theater and then he decides to go to the coffee shop and talk to the girl instead of watching porn and it just becomes a a big like it becomes a montage of their life together after he's done all these things with (laughs) with the save points and he's like he's happy and, and it's great and there's no dialogue in it that's the 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 true mastery of the way they do this show is that there's no dialogue, but you know exactly what's going on. And then shit hits the fan and he tries to, to fix it all again. And <laughs> he can't like, he even like learns his lesson. Like I can't just go back. Like I have to see it through. And then Jerry fucks it up. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's so brilliant. And, uh, and then, you know, the whole thing with Rick, too, where he was, like, he was mad about the vat of acid thing, but, like, Morty actually did all those things, and people know it, and that was just so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it, it, yeah, this episode, moving forward, made me uh, look at that story train episode a little different. Like... All of these could have been the coming back two point from the break. I would have felt mm-hmm. I would have felt better for the break, like worth the wait. The story train episode to me wasn't worth the wait, but the one before this and this one was, and I can't. Yeah, I don't know. I I still that story train episode. I don't know. Maybe it was too over my head or something, but. Yeah. What was your favorite part of this episode, Joe? Well, yeah, him living that life. Like, there are a couple really good parts. Like, him kind of giving Jessica the cold shoulder, which was kind of awesome. Yeah. And then life with that one girl, like, it's, like, great. Like, when he gets back to his backpack after the plane crash, and he's like, that moment where he decides not to use the save point and call nine one one, like, man, that was that was awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, man. And then 
afterwards, like, I think one of the funniest parts, though, is when he's paying for the consequences and he's about to go into the second vat of acid and Rick is like, kiss the vat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the look on Morton's yeah. face. <laughs> This is a great episode. Like, I love it. It's great. One of my favorite parts was the beginning where they're like, well, let's throw a rat in there. Because they they make, Rick made the fake vat of acid and hid bones in there to for in case a, a, a crystal dealing deal went south. They just jump in the vat of acid and the people just leave. And they don't leave. They end up being traumatized and talking it out and <laughs> the the fucking space mobsters. Right. It is like just that whole delay. Like I was holding my breath even though they weren't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm like, man, what when's this gonna go? You know? And it just keeps going. And then the thing with the impervious to acid guy. <laughs> uh oh, right. Like that alone, <clears throat> like the fact that he he thought he was impervious to acid because it was fake acid, but then they dip him in the real acid on Johnny Carson, like right. that shit was great. I I was cracking up. That Johnny Carson impression was great too. I don't know who did that voice, but I was like, man, who talks about Johnny Carson still? Like other than me. <laughs> yeah. And. uh I will say, the censored nudity bummed me out a little bit. Yeah. Like, anti-censorship. Yeah. But aside from that, it was a great episode. And they showed why... What, what's that guy? Despite name? the fact, I can say. Like, it's just a great episode. Yeah. Like, super funny. Like, I was watching it again this morning to refresh my memory... And I was just laughing so much. Like, yeah, it's just a great episode. Um, yeah, it, it's... This is definitely one of those episodes that, like, makes you not want to wait for the next week. <laughs> like, I gotta wait a whole other week for the next episode after this. Like, And it's not like they're continuing stories right now like they're all one one shots essentially you know it's not an overarching theme yeah. yet so usually i like the ones that are more of an overarching theme over the course of you know like season two and three you know mm -hmm. I, I prefer that but i'm really enjoying these one-offs a lot <laughs> like especially the last one right but yeah, I would definitely give this Vat of Acid episode a five floating bones out of five. Yeah, I would do four and a half. Yeah. What would Even you... though I'm oh, the, a lot. The nudity, huh? I'm taking a half away for, yeah. Yeah. I'm taking away a half point for censorship. And the thing is, that nudity, that censorship, I feel really hindered the humor of that moment. You know, uh, the the one with the math teacher. 
Yeah. Like that, the way that whole played out, if if the nudity would have been shown, I think would have been even more hilarious because it already was hilarious, but it would have been a lot more funny. Right. And then, yeah, what's wrong with your dick? <laughs> After he just explained <laughs> that he had STD. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so funny. That guy's voice cracks me up. Like, he's <laughs> like that Inception episode that he's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty funny episode, too. Yeah. With like, like, I love when Rake is all like, well, apparently your math teacher is having fantasies about your underage sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's the one where Scary Terry comes out, too, huh? Yeah. yeah. He keeps calling everyone bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Even when he's happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bitch. <laughs> uh so many good moments. Oscar's in chat. He says TV Tuesday, but I bet they didn't watch Star Girl. Uh, well, Star Girl on an app that I can watch on my PlayStation. I don't think it is. So now I didn't watch it. And I actually Not did be on my phone for Star Girl. I actually did, but he's not. Uh, Oscar, I was not on. Like, what? Like, I'm gonna. I can explain it to you, Joe, but it's like I would just be monologuing, essentially. You might have some questions that I might not even be able to answer because, you know, Oz <laughs> needs to be on. So what's the fucking point of doing a 25% accurate review of a show that nobody gives a shit about, <laughs> you know? And uh, right, I know he posted the time. W and there's no CW app on my PlayStation. Right. And on TV, like, there's no app. There's no CW app, and my antenna does. Like I have really shitty reception where I live. Well, so so to the point where I don't even bother with my antenna. The thing about CW is that it's not even on TV anymore. Like, is if, it not? If you have the antenna. You might or might not get it. Like, that's how it is. Like, you'll get the other, like, it's Channel 5 here, but you'll get, like, mm-hmm. 5.2 or 5.5 or whatever, which is, like, all Canton Flash movies. And, like, yeah, it, you know, you're not going to get it. And then, like, I think Spectrum dropped it. Like, they don't have it. And DirecTV, I think DirecTV has it, and that's about it. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like. If it was on DC Universe, at the very least, you'd m- probably make an effort to just watch it for <laughs> for uh, for the show at least. You know, did you did you even watch that uh that that YouTube clip he sent on on our production thing? The the first six minutes of it. Oh no, I forgot. Yeah. Well, it's you know, I mean, I know I have opinions on it. I. If I express my opinions, it's going to start off a conversation. But if he's not here to do it, the conversation is not going to happen because you didn't get to watch it. And even still, like, it's not something that you're trying to convince me is good either. So you're not, 
trying to engage in that conversation like that. You kind of take it as it is and you ask questions. Like, and that's fine. That's part of what we do in the show. But that dynamic only works when there's four of us, you know? So, right. Yeah. TV Tuesday. It's like, it's, while I like Stargirl, I would, can't say like I'm a big fan of her. Like, I, I liked her in the few things I've seen her in. Mm-hmm. Like, she was pretty cool in Justice League. Um, she was actually in a really good Superman uh, comic. Yeah. Where she makes like a great appearance. It's like the racial one where um, I forget how exactly the conversation comes up, but they're talking about it's a star girl and a black chick. And they're asking like, who's your favorite hero? And Stargirl says Superman, but the black chick is, like, naming all these, like, other, like, minor heroes. Like, one of them is Underground. Like, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's a whole bunch of, like, minority heroes who she looks up to. And that was actually, like, a really good comic. Like, I don't remember all the details because it's been well over a decade. But, Yeah. But aside from that, you know, from what I, I can't really call myself a Star Girl fan, right? And I'm not even a fan, but I am a fan of certain Marvel things. And watching those six minutes, like Marvel already did that and did it better. Like the outcome of it was better, the execution was better. And uh, but again, I can't like. I can throw out that comment here and it'll just be a tease for you listening and you, Joe, for when we actually talk about it, when we all four get to be here. So, yeah, that's why all we're right. not talking about Stargirl. Oz, it's your fault. But what we can talk about is uh, Shira. I know uh, right. there's you're going to tell us the actual... A little bit more in depth of this last season, Joe. Yeah, this will be more of a spoiler conversation. So, you know, if you haven't watched it yet and you're interested, maybe tune out for like a couple minutes. Um, but yeah, in this season of Sira and the Princesses of Power, uh, they're basically dealing with Horde Prime. Uh, who's, well, first, she were, like, last season's Adora broke the sword, so she doesn't, can't, like, turn into She-Ra anymore. And her and her friends, uh, like, a Glimmer has been captured by Horde Prime. So Adora, Bo, and I want to say Entrapta uh, take a ship to go rescue her. And they end up doing that and getting Katra to, like, actually switch sides. So now Katra is on one of the good side, and it's her trying to adjust to being good. And Horror Prime is, like, taking over people's minds. And so they have to deal with that. They're not sure who they can trust. And it all kind of culminates with them freeing everyone from Horror Prime 
and then mounting an assault on his ship where uh yeah where they basically are gonna finish him off and you know right before the final battle we have a confession of love from Catra to Adora and Adora reciprocates and it's like a really touching moment like really beautiful and I know Noelle Stevenson was talking about uh, she's the showrunner executive producer or the person that adapted it for television was talking about how like it was a real struggle to get that scene in because people are still like not into putting LGBT themes into children's programming, mm -hmm. even though like it's on Netflix and it's got, uh, you know, it's on Netflix, so it can go kind of where anywhere it wants to, I feel like, but the people at DreamWorks are trying to do a thing and they're like fighting back on a lot of the things they were trying to do. And she had to fight for that moment and eventually she got it, which uh, is great, but it does suck that that's still something we have to fight for. Like, it's, I don't know, it's a little frustrating that it has to be a fight. Like, I'm glad they got it. Like, the win is, like, I'm glad that they got it. Like, I'm glad about that. I'm disappointed that they had to fight for it. They should have been able to just do what they want to do. Yeah, it definitely... I mean, fighting for something like that nowadays seems a little strange, but it is like there's still those edicts out there, you know? Right. And there's still... Now, one of the things that was a little... I don't know, strange to me is that in the in the championing 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 of this uh moment, they're calling it like a great success and I don't know if they called it a first, but they said if it's not first, it's rare. Which I'm almost willing to give them that, but you know, one of the issues gays have in media is that gay couples in general aren't allowed to be happy. Like, if you get a gay couple in a show, a lot of times one of them will die or something else to the, that effect where uh, the person will end up alone for some reason. And just right off the top of my head I could think of like four places where that doesn't happen mm -hmm. and one of them is even like the main character like in the Legend of Korra her and Asami walk off into the sunset together a figurative sunset not literal sunset okay. like I think they walk into the spirit dimension but Figuratively, they walk off into the sunset happy together, the star of the show, hand in hand with her 
new girlfriend and you know that went through uh marceline and princess bubblegum of adventure time uh went through the season finale or series finale hand in hand um uh, two minor characters in star versus the forces of evil went off into the no i don't think it was a literal sunset i think the moon was out so they went off into the moonlight together and while they weren't main characters they were one of them was a major secondary character and so it's like it's one it's weird that i have to do that two it's kind of lame that their memories are so short that they don't remember all the times it does happen. It feels like they're not, I don't know, <laughs> but I can say the fact that it's still something that has to be fought for sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, it's, it's one of those things. I always say that it, for things to really progress and, and change, it's like, Certain ideas are kept in the forefront because some people don't change or are unwilling to change. And it's like you kind of have to wait for those people to like die off so that the next generation can kind of start off a little better. But we still got to keep fighting for that progress while the people that we're waiting for to die off <laughs> are dying off. You know, like it's weird. It's not like it's stuff that happens over the course of generations, not years, you know, sadly. Right. Um, <clears throat> Burr says, yeah, I definitely get tired of that trope. It feels like a carryover from the AIDS days where pretty much all the stories about gay couples had one of them dying in it. Like enough already. Let them enjoy life now. Not everybody's dying anymore. And yeah, it's weird to have yep. it. It is a carryover from the AIDS days. But AIDS has changed into something that's not just for gay people. Like, it changed into everybody, like, really quick. But that's not carried over. Like, it's odd. Yeah. Right. Um, one, so, of the, yeah. one of the shows that I've seen that it's on Netflix, too, that is kind of like that. Like, it's not. Like, I was expecting for people to die in it and or, or some type of violence or, or, you know. And it's a show called Hollywood, which is a, a fantasy <laughs> series about old Hollywood. And it has Rock Hudson in it and a couple, like, prominent gay figures from back in the 40s, you know. Um, but it's, like, I call it a fantasy film because it's, like, what could have been if like these ideas of um you know gays in hollywood was a little bit mo more uh accepted sooner you know what i mean and how the the mm. how entertainment probably would have changed and and things and and it, and it deals with um with minority issues too not just gay but but it doesn't even feel like a preachy thing either. Like you're you're just watching these group of people try to make a good movie. Like that's really what it's about. But it happens to have Rock Hudson in it and uh, other, you know actors that are kind of like a Clark Gable type and you know shit like that. And it was a it was a a, a good show. 
it was strange at first because I'm like, I don't think that's how that happened. Because at first, you, you, I get like I got the feeling that it was like a movie about something real because they mention real people, you know, and mm. real people, people that feel like would have been real people back then are in it, and then they use fictionalized versions of real people, and so I was like. That's not how, like by third the third episode I'm like that's not how that happened, and uh, just because I happened to know that case, or that that one thing in it, and then I realized oh, it's it's a fantasy <laughs> of old Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that was a pretty good show, and and it's like that too where it's like okay, like Emily even commented where they hire a. Uh, a dude that that's a black dude to be a gigolo and he happens to do dudes and he's like the guy like accepts him like really quick and we're like i don't like i'm waiting for him to get beat up like they're they're trying to lynch him or something and none of that happened and it's like yeah like i've been programmed to just see that type of story (laughs) and it's like you know, it's not when it's different. It's a little not off-putting, but it's it's strange. You know, like it, it's surprising. Yeah, right. But it's one of those things towards progress. Like not all stories have to be like that. If all stories were as predictable, then they wouldn't be that entertaining. But I'm not gonna say that about comic movies. Yeah, they have to be like the comic mm-hmm. and predictable like the comic. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. And real quick, Stargirl, I guess episode one came out already? Yeah. Um, when did it come out? Like I think yesterday. Like, yeah, last night? Yeah. Okay. It's not on Amazon. So I think they're going out of their way to like make it so that I can't watch. Like I can't even buy it on Amazon. I can only buy a bonus feature, a one-minute bonus feature. So, right now, I think Stargirl just doesn't want me to watch it. Like, it's going out of its way to make itself unavailable to me. Yeah, the first episode is on DC Universe, if you want to watch it on your phone. But... But that's really on you. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Well, yeah. But I mean, if they really wanted me to watch it, they would have a DC Universe app on no. the PlayStation 4. Yeah, yeah. No, I, what I meant on you is more of like, if you feel comfortable watching it on your phone, you can go ahead and do that. But I know it's not like you're at home. You're stuck at home. You don't want to watch things on your phone just because they don't want to give you an app on something you do have, you know? It's right. Like you have to let them know, like... That rating number should let them know. It's like, oh, there's 30% of people or 20 or 10, whatever. Let's face it. Right now, they could use whoever if it's 1%. Like, why aren't we making it available to them? You know? It's like when I publish right. when I publish the archives, they give me the option. You want to put it on Tumblr? You want to put it on Stitcher? You want to... It's like, why am I going to immediately just say, oh, you know what? I'm not going to put it on Stitcher. I'm not going to put it on Tumblr. You know, it's like, yeah, we don't interact with fan base or, or 
or listeners on those platforms, but they could listen. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, why not? Why if I have the option, why not? You know, and it's weird. I don't know why they specifically don't want to do a PlayStation Four, and it's it's a complaint that I've seen because. I know I get the ads for DC Universe popping up on social media, and when the you read the comment section, it's like, why isn't it on, on four? Why isn't it on Kindle Fire? Like, you know, right? It's like supposedly they have a Kindle Fire app now, but I haven't seen it. I I had I, at one point I had two Kindle Fires, and none of them <laughs> like, it didn't even suggest it. Like, oh, there's a new app for watching things. Yeah. Let me check my Kindle Fire. Yeah. See if we can. I mean, I'm not going to watch it on that either. Yeah. Like, make it for Xbox and not PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're just trying to start trouble. Yeah. And do you have an Xbox, Chuck? Mm mm. Does somebody have your old Xbox? Like, otherwise. No, I I lost all of my Xboxes. Oh, okay. So, I think I'm I might have a random Xbox 360 somewhere. Oh, okay. I think I lent one of my 360s to a friend. Oh, all right. So that's who might the, have one. That's probably because I I was playing I think uh, what was it Streets of Rage four the other day, and I heard the little and it's like what's that? And I look up, it's like oh. Jay's online. Oh, well, no. I have a friend that uses my Microsoft account. Oh, okay. To play Astaroth. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what you were playing. It, it's so it's so weird. Like, my friend is, like, super into this game. He says he's not. Like, he says he doesn't like it. But he's playing, like, three or four different accounts <laughs> of the same game. And... You know, I, I've i seen the, him play it, and it's one of those games that kind of plays itself. Uh-huh. Like, you choose your characters, and then it auto-battles mm-hmm. for you. Like, you can't even choose, like, what happens. Or you just kind of watch it play out. And I'm not knocking the genre. Like, I play stuff like that, too. Clicker stuff. But, yeah. Uh, clicker games. Uh, but... I think my thing is I never play them for long. Like I'll play it for like a few weeks or a month and then I'll stop and maybe I'll go back like months later and like maybe play it for like a week or two. Mm. But the dedication with which he plays this game is like, my God, like I I don't understand. Yeah. It's four accounts and not yeah. only that, but he says he doesn't like it. <laughs> like it's so weird, right? And like I right, like he recently, and I was like, "What? Like, how do you play four, four different accounts of a game you don't like? <laughs> like, why are you trying to get me to play a game you don't like? <laughs> like, because he's playing the account for me for when I eventually, I guess he thinks I'm gonna get an Xbox at some point and I can play with them, and so he's building up an account for me, and it's like. One, this game looks boring as fuck. The story looks... It doesn't even look, like, interesting. Like, it looks standard. And the game plays itself, a genre which I can only do for, like, so long before 
I just get bored of it and you don't even like the game and you want me to play it and you're building an account for me to play like I don't like I I don't understand <laughs> uh, I'm kind of with you with those type of games where it's like yeah I can I can kind of get into it for a while but I can't just be in it like eventually I have to play something that I want to play myself. And I think I actually found a game that I can't remember the name of right now. That is kind of like that. It's a little bit of a mixture of like a tabletop board game with Dungeons and Dragons aspect. So it's kind of like it plays itself out, but everything is more or less determined by a roll of a dice, you know? Um, and it, it the environment changes, the missions change, and the dungeon aspects change as you progress. And it's almost different every time you play it. Um, but I still, like, it seems intriguing, and, and I want to play it. And it has kind of like that it plays itself, but not fully, so that I still can get into it. But I still haven't even, mm. I haven't even downloaded the demo, even though I'm interested. I'm really interested in it. Like, even the art style is good, and, and it's on the Switch. I can't remember the name, but... Um, yeah, I can't see myself playing four accounts of that either. Yeah. Burn Chess says, LOL, that's how you know you're an addict, playing games you hate so much. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess so. And to what we were talking about earlier, yes, there is now a DC Universe app for Kindle. Like, for Kindle Fire. Like, I guess Kindle Fire looked a lot more promising than PlayStation 4. So they went and developed an app for that uh, because I guess they think it's going to be better for them to have a Kindle app before they have a PlayStation 4 app. Yeah. Fuck DC Universe, man. Like they even have, uh, <laughs> they have a game on Sony Online's platform. Like, Right. They, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know why they're not doing that. I blame AT and T, but it was like that before. AT and T bottom. I actually kind of like the game. Like it does a couple of things wrong, but it's not a bad game. No, it's not. And even like I just powers. Like I wish they had done more of the light powers. Yeah. Like, I wanted to use love and <laughs> yeah. have my own Star Sapphire That'd be kind character. Of um, I know, I, like, I want to play it on the Switch myself, but I don't, I don't know if I can carry over my character in, which I probably can't. And then I don't even know. Well, I guess I, I know my, yeah, I guess I do know my login because it should be the same as my PlayStation Network account. I know I use the same login information, but right. But who knows? I haven't gotten any emails, so I might maybe I use a different email address. I don't know. I got to recover that if I want to play it. But yeah, I wonder how it is on the Switch. That's a good question. Yeah, I, I think I think I like I like my Switch. I like playing on it. I know I've been doing uh I've been going hard on Tetris 99 right now cuz they had 
an event, an Animal Crossing event. And you earn points. Oh, wow. Yeah, you earn points with every match. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to give you for Animal Crossing. They gave me a theme to use, like, as my carpet or something, I think. But it's like, because I keep earning points, I'm like, well, what if I get a bunch of points and I get something cool that I can just give to Emily, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm already playing Tetris, and now I'm like, uh, I think Sunday I played for, like, six hours. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it was like, I mean, Tetris, Tetris, I think is probably the best, <laughs> 99 is probably the best, uh, game I, I, I've played on, on Switch. That, that battle royale aspect for Tetris is really good and, and you can actually attack people and it's like, it has those pieces falling down and they're varying speeds but then it also builds blocks blocks up that you have to knock down, and it just like you get attacked okay. by th- if you get attacked by like three people it goes up you know three quarters of the way, and uh, and then you got to break that down, so it's it's really really uh, exciting. But because it, right now it's the Animal Crossing event, they use the, instead of the Tetris music that they use, they use the Animal Crossing music, and that music is not conducive. To the high pressure uh, moments in Tetris 99, it's like it's too relaxing. Like I can't think that <laughs> fast with that relaxing as Animal Crossing music. Yeah, I will say I am kind of a KK Slider fan. You know, KK Slider's with... a dick. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. He <laughs> might be, but but he makes good music. <laughs> yeah. Um, like Kanye, yeah. Uh, that that laugh you guys heard is Larry. He's he's on. He he he's ditching work to be with you and us. It's true. Um, you know, I, I only say he's a dick because he um on Saturday he was playing on my island, and he's there sitting with a guitar, and just one of the villagers was listening to him, and so I go up and I just tap on him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm not taking requests right now." <laughs> like come back come back at six and I'm like fine. look I just w- I just wanted to know what tuning you you play your guitar in like fine I'll go hunt a grasshopper so Makes I wanted sense. that but yeah but yeah it's Larry you joined us in a in a conversation about a game so bad that somebody makes four accounts to play it. Oh no! I, listen, I was listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was listening, and, yeah. and look, the the last time I was there with Jay, I was sitting here like, "It's true. It's it's damn true." <laughs> <laughs> well, it it was so funny because Jay's reaction was like so like, I mean, you know, you know, we look those that listen to the show for a while, and of course, you know, the members of Fantastic Forum that have the privilege of hanging out with Jay in person on a regular basis. You know how even Jay is. It takes a lot for Jay to just come out of that and just be like, what the f-? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. and that's exactly what he, where he was, where he was just like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, Schmack Jay is riled up. It's like we out here in uh, Redondo Beach with black dudes with masks on. 
we we are about to get accosted we need to calm down you need to chill out buddy (laughs) it's like it's outrageous i agree however (laughs) (laughs) but no it was it was funny because jay was like what (laughs) he looked at this fool like the indignation (laughs) and it is true though because i'm just like he, he totally said he did like the game, and I'm like, man, you were playing. Like, that's the only game you play. Uh, <laughs> At least on Xbox. That's the only game I've seen him play. I've never seen this fool's name come up with nothing else. Yeah, and that's where we kind of started because I, you know, I, I'm like, Joe, like, somebody's using your Xbox, dude. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's always, I'm like, I, I know when I play, um, when I play, uh, The Last Guardian. Like I'll see, like, oh, Joe's online, and he's playing like one of the Persona games or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I, I stop and I switch over to Xbox. And it's like, oh, Joe's playing Lies of Azeroth. I'm like, wait, which one is he playing? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now now it all makes sense. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> kinda. Right. Yeah. Uh, as much as this all can make sense. The question on everybody's mind, Larry, is uh, did you watch Stargirl? No. Okay. We were supposed to watch Stargirl, weren't we? I mean, Oz kind of told us to, but not really. Like, he did it in an Oz way. Oh. Well, stop being wishy-washy, Oz. Yeah, he said the first six minutes are amazing. Well, I watched the thing he sent us. Yeah. So, I don't know if that counts. I mean, I can understand where he was coming yeah, from. Where he's like, you know, if that's the kind of that's the show he wants to see. Which, trust me, like I feel like we've said that about like the last like, like every every DC show has the moment where we're like, why didn't we see this show? It happened with Titans. We're like, oh, this is a show I want to watch, right? With that one episode or one, yeah. <laughs> where it was like, oh, I, want, I wish we, I wish they made this. Why didn't they make this? This is the show we want to see. They made this other show instead. And I feel like the opening, like, I feel like this is the second show with the opening where it's like, that's the show we were hoping for. And then it ramps down after that into, like, you know, those other shows that aren't, you know, yeah. Basically, the shows that aren't Flash and Legends, even though I guess Flash has become one of those shows, too, now, right? Uh, I, I guess. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I zoned out. I was reading chat. They're going at it in chat. But what, what was the last thing you What's said? happening? No, in no. Chat? It's just uh, Burr's like Oz says. I hate all of you. Um, Burr says, "Why you got to say things in the Oz way, Oz?" <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, Oz, you need to deozify. And then Hex says, "Isn't it an hour show? But just six minutes is good." And <laughs> Well, to his to, to his defense, <laughs> to his defense, I mean, um, technically hacked. It's a forty-five minute show, okay? <laughs> uh, in Oz's defense, it, it's he he was trying to peek us into watching it without saying, "Hey, we should watch Star Girl so we could talk about it." But it is something that we we all kind of. In one way or another, we were going to watch. Um, because... I'll, I'll, I'll watch it today so that we can talk about it with Oz tomorrow. You right. Know, like, 
that's not a problem. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm not going to watch it. But Larry, I just did today because you uh, we had a plan, I thought, to watch other stuff. Yeah, and he's not here. So it's like, well, how are you going to talk about a DC show without all? Sorry, Joe. Uh, go ahead. It's not on any platform I feel I care to watch it on. It's it's What's it on? It's on CW, right? Yeah. Jay's like, I don't care to watch. Well, CW, right. he doesn't have a CW app. Anything he has doesn't have a CW app. Uh, the TV, if you have cable, I think only one major cable network has CW. And uh, I think it's only satellite. And uh, Shut, wait, wait, so oh, like CW's only what on Spectrum and satellite? No, Spectrum don't have it. Wait, I don't have CW? I mean, unless they renewed that deal, but there was a whole thing where if you have Spectrum, you don't have CW. And that's oh, why no, the I... app, that's why the app, like you can get the app and watch anything on that app for free. Now, they don't do um, whole seasons. They do like the latest five episodes, but certain things that they want to make sure you watch so they could get renewed, they give you the whole seasons. Gotcha. And that might be true. Like, I, I believe that it might be like only the last few episodes on demand. I, I that could be so, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't realize that if I don't have it, I thought we did, but I don't know. I have to go look. Uh, Burr <laughs> says I have spectrum and I don't have CW and, uh, you know, Burr, I heard that he will, he, there was like insider trading involving Burr. Mm. But no, knows? I think I think we have the CW because it's KTLA. Yeah, but it's not on Spectrum like that. Like you can, if you have antenna, you have it. Oz says it's over the air, but the over the air thing, like all that that part of the spectrum is like diverted to other shit. Like you can't, <laughs> you don't get shit over the air anymore. Listen. You sounded like a Trump press conference. <laughs> no, that, that, but that's how it is. That, I'm not saying that is. I'm not saying you're you're not telling the truth, mind you. Yeah, it's it, just like the way you're explaining it. Well, it, the <laughs> thing is, the way it works, it's th there's a certain the antennas require a certain amount of power, and if they're not really delivering important shit like that, they're not gonna prioritize that power. Like it, you know, like old radio stations, like they only have a range and they don't, you know, over the air TV used to have a lot of range because it was the main way of getting everything. And now they don't have that. You know? Okay. So, and every okay, once, no, hey, I'm with you on that. I mean I, I can tell I knew somebody that worked at Mount Wilson calibrating uh, that shit. Like Dude, I, I believe you Mo. I'm sorry. Like I don't know how I got you into this state. I didn't mean to <laughs> Like, <laughs> like it does. Listen, I believe you, but even if I didn't, it don't matter, because you know who cares what my opinion is. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, but, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> but it, it is, it is a, a thing with like, you you get like five point three and five point two, and, and you know, but Are we not the gigahertz still. Well, no, because it's the the high def over yeah, the air no. thing. Mm. Like so, you the get the channel. Yeah, gotcha. so the channel is broken up into four things or five things, sometimes even six things now. So you don't get yes. the main one. I I do know what you're talking about with that. I have yeah. seen that. Um, not here at home, but I've seen it in other places. Yeah, like I know Oz does say that Star Girl is on the DC app as well. Right. So. But Which uh, is again, on PlayStation Four. Man, Jay, I don't know why you don't have an Xbox, dude. Because you gotta get, liberate your. Because he has he outsourced his lives of Astaroth Xbox gaming. 
Xbox doesn't have Final Fantasy Online. Well, listen, l- let me tell you, I was thinking just yesterday, I was like, man, it's like, I wish Jay had an Xbox so that we could play Division 2 together because we would have a good time playing Division 2. I like, agree. Jay, Jay is like a friggin' solo god in Division 2. <laughs> Low-key. <laughs> Low-key <laughs> solo god. But but at this point, like we gotta wait for Division 3 because it, it like I'm not gonna get Jay an Xbox and then have him start over. Like that's wrong. <laughs> Jay Jay's level 30. He's in the end game already. He's in the end game now. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would be wrong. But when Division 3 comes out, whenever that is. Anyway, I'm sorry. I like I didn't mean to derail. Nope. You guys were having a great show without me. <laughs> I was listening and I was I was friggin' like like man, I wish I could talk. I like I should I should see if I could go into chat. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I can call. I can call. They're supposed we to actually, We actually need your opinion on the Vat of Acid episode. <laughs> I love the Vat of Acid episode. <laughs> Such a good show, dude. Oz says that he's gonna give Oz, he's gonna give Jay an Xbox One. Why does Why does he have an extra Xbox One? Because every time <laughs> you buy a computer, you get a free one. What? what are yeah, you talking about? like I got one of his three sixties in the past because he bought a new computer and they gave him a free Xbox. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. I'm sorry, I'm talking to the cat. The cat got crazy all of a sudden. Cat was like, you're not paying attention to me, so let me friggin' claw up your chair. <laughs> it doesn't even, he doesn't ever do that. Anyway. Okay, well, there it is. Thanks, Oz. That's awesome. Well, I, I can, yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm the one that said he's going to give it to him. I don't know if he's asking for money or anything, but I'm sure we could start a GoFundMe to get a... Uh, Xbox One. <laughs> no, uh, look, Oz is saying, he said, does Jay need an Xbox? He's like, I have an extra Xbox One. He said, I bought the Xbox One X. Well, there it is. Yeah. I was going to buy the all-digital one, but then I opted not to. I'm not mad at that. I, I, I would, like, don't get me wrong, like, there's a part of me that is kind of transitioning and, under like, seeing the appeal of the non-physical video game. Like, that's something that I can, like, I, as I ha- buy more digital games, I'm like, I can understand why it is that people do this. Well, see, I did until I tried to pay, play Red Dead Redemption 2 on Game Pass. And what happened? I need another hard drive. That thing's like 100 gigs. Yeah. So it's like yeah. no, you're right. Like I mean, you need a terabyte at least at this point. Yeah. So and I do. Yeah, that's the only. The thing is, I do have a terabyte, or two or something, but it's not. You know, um, it's not enough. Oh, you do have a terabyte. Yeah, but I guess I have other games, and or game data, and now I won't. You know, I had to delete some stuff. But yeah. Uh, Oz says Lawrence is transitioning, and Hex says Loretta. Then Oz says Lorraine. <laughs> I'm not sure which one of those names I like better. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> say it again. Jay? It was kind of interesting. I was on Twitter, and Gail Simone was like, "Your grandmother's name and the last snack you had—that's your drag name." <laughs> so my drag name was Rain Kit Kat. <laughs> oh, dude, that is definitely your drag name. Dang, mine is Rain. Mine is Rafaela Rain. <laughs> look, that's not just drag. That's like porn. <laughs> Listen, look, both, both of you, look, y'all are connected. It sounds like, like y'all are. <laughs> My mine would be, um, mine would be. You said your grandmother's first name. Yeah. It'd be. Um, Damn, what's the last thing I had a, that I snacked on? Well, first of all, let's start with your grandmother's first name. What's your grandmother's first name? Jean. Okay, Jean. And then your last name would be Nia. You are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are crazy for that. That is wild, though. You like how I said you. Sorry. Very out of pocket. But you like how I set I, you up, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. I think uh I think I'd be uh Gene Chili Cheese Fries. <laughs> I think that's the name. That's terrible. Maybe I'll switch with my other grandma. Madeline? Madeline? Chili Cheese Fries? Is that better? Hex is awesome. Yeah. It's oh, Hopi Claire. Oh, wow. Hopi Claire is like, that sounds like a old school movie star. That must be his, uh, he, he's like a superhero. Wait, is Hex, is Hex grandma, like, is, her, is his grandma's name Hope or Esperanza? Does Esperanza mean Hope? Yeah. Oh, yay. Hello. Look, I think that's the only thing I learned in Spanish. <laughs> And heck, the I mean, Oz apparently is white because his grandmother's name is Crumpet. <laughs> Maria Crumpet. Maria Crumpet sound like. Oh no, that's the last thing he ate. Sorry. <laughs> huh? That's the last thing he ate. <laughs> Maria Maria Crumpet yeah. sound like a a side character, like a the the side cast for for a in a Union Jack comic. <laughs> Maria Crumpet. <clears throat> no, Larry, yeah. Talk about the Vat of Acid episode. Dude, ah, man. Rick and Morty's phenomenal, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, just the little small things. Like, first of all, just the idea that you have a you get a center an entire episode around the idea of a vat of acid is wild, right? Even though it's like technically it's not just about the vat of acid, but it it's it's thematic, you know, right? But then, like just like I said, the small things like like the fact that the the acid factory or whatever the whatever refinery that they met at looks like the joint from Batman. Like the 1989 Batman, and it's like they had like the guys dressed in like gangster clothing, which makes me feel more so like okay, like this is like this is Batman. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> Which is well, it's not it's it's the you know what is it Acme Chemical? Yeah, was that what it was? Ace Chemical. Ace. Wait, is it Ace? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so that's awesome. And then just the whole bit with them in the acid for all that time and all the different like contingencies of what to do if <laughs> if people you know like the fact that you know like okay Rick is thinking through all this stuff like he knows what you're going to do and can prepare for it beforehand is it's all wild but then to go into the whole idea of it being about like Rick and his potential need for for Morty's approval and then then it being like but 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 ultimately just more so kind of like Rick just being like hey listen you you think you have good ideas but you really don't (laughs) it's like it's it's so crazy and it's just like you know, it, it's an episode where, if you know, people haven't seen it. I don't want to, like, ruin it. But the way that the whole thing plays out and just the idea of, like, this reset button, like, this save spot and how Morty uses it and all that kind of stuff. It's just, like, yeah, it, it's, it's great, dude. It's, it's such an amazing and smart show. And, you know, it's, like, the fact that a show can be so highbrow and so lowbrow, like simultaneously, is like it's special, dude. It's special. Like, yeah. It, it's it's like it because that's the thing. Like I know for me, it's like I mean I definitely appreciate like intellectual humor and people being like really clever and smart, but I also appreciate like a poop joke, you know. It's like it's all funny. Like one of those, like the things that were funny when you were like eight years old are still funny today. And I know some people like try to like get past that to a degree. And that's okay. Like I'm not mad at those people that are like, oh, we got to grow. But at the same time, it's like, you know, like fart jokes are hilarious for a reason, right? And the fact that you could mess around and like work on both those levels in a way where it's like, Technically, if you're not, if you don't want to get like the higher level of Rick and Morty, you don't have to, and you can still enjoy it, and that's awesome, you know. I, and, Whereas, like you know, and, and that that to me is like kind of the epitome of intelligent, intelligent, like writing, and and just amazing like show composition because you can like you could totally watch Rick and Morty at one point in your life and laugh your ass off and at a different point in your life come back and watch those shows and be like man you know what there was a whole nother level here that I just didn't I didn't see when I watched it then and that's cool yeah I know um like seeing you know because I, I introduced several people to it um on you know at work because I would rewatch seasons and different people like I would. There's people that I wouldn't even thought to have recommended Rick and Morty, to, just based on what I like about Rick and Morty. I was like, oh, this guy's right. not gonna get. It. It's gonna be over his head, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it it is, but they still enjoy it because they're right. there's stuff for them. Yeah, right. 
I mean, dude, it's it's super smart writing, and and that's the thing where it's like, hey, you know, I mean, the the idea that, I, and you know, I'm not sure if I don't know what their intentions are when it comes to how they write and why they write certain things, but you know, it, I I know that they understand at the very least that they're like. You things can be highbrow and lowbrow at the same time, mm-hmm. and that that's you know that's something that a lot of people don't don't get or or don't want to you know don't want to necessarily admit to, and because uh, you know they kind of feel like you know, a lot of people that just kind of feel like things are they're black and white, and r- most things aren't. Most things are are nuanced and on the spectrum, you know, and it's just like. Technically speaking, if you want to find a sweet spot, you can. And Rick and Morty is the sweet spot. Hecht and Chat says access chemicals. Is that the right one? No, it's Ace. Oh, okay. Stop stop interjecting Hecht wrong information. He didn't even watch Hecht. Rick and Morty. Oh wait, wait. I'm sorry, but what's the what's is is Ace from Rick and Morty or is Ace from Batman? Ace is from Batman. Oh, okay. But does Eric not watch Rick and Morty, or he just missed? This he episode? just missed this episode. According to him in chat, he goes, "Hmm, fuck, did I miss Rick and Morty?" That's I did. Okay, it came on. It comes on what Sundays? Yeah. 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 Trust me. Like I, I don't know that I had. I don't know if I would have watched it as, as soon as I had if you all hadn't said we should talk about it today. Because I probably would have, wouldn't realize it myself until like today as well. But yeah, man, I'm glad. I, like it's it's a great it's been a great season. Like everything, like the they they're taking the whole meta thing to a whole nother level because I feel like they're they're talking they're talking like about their process through the characters at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is it's super cool. It's awesome. I mean like the ending of this last episode is is it's dude. I mean they friggin' brought friggin' Supreme Court judge friggin' Sadomayor into the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like like I'm like, what kind of show? Like I'm like, how many people know who that is? Like you know, like or know that that's a real person? Like you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just like, don't get me wrong, it was a big deal when she got appointed to the Supreme Court, but at the same time, it's just like you know, a lot of people don't know who the Supreme Court justices are, and then we've had, like, by the time they do realize who they are. A lot of them usually end up like dead or replaced or whatever. So it's like she's new, relatively speaking. Yeah, <laughs> you know, in, in the sense that these are lifetime appointments, and most of those people are super old. There, like I feel like the only I, I feel like right now the only judge, the only Supreme Court judge that people probably know that's alive is maybe Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the other guy, the boofing guy. The boofing guy, right? Yeah, boofing Devil's Triangle, Scooter or Skeeter. Oh, oh, Sky- yeah, 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 you're right. The dude that was in the scandal, right? Uh, yeah, he's new too, huh? 
to the rapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's that fool's name? Look, that's messed up. I can't even think of Branikoff or something. <laughs> the, the messed up part is it's close, but not close enough to re for me to remember his actual name. Uh, it's Kavanaugh, but I didn't, Kavanaugh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I just <laughs> like I wanted Brenda to Cough. see how many different wrong versions of his name we could do. I was like Brenda Koff. <laughs> like Brenda Koff is the villain of uh friggin' Oh, I couldn't think of a bad eighties karate movie. <laughs> I was trying. It's like American Ninja Five. Right, exactly. That would have been perfect. I should jokes to you. Hecht and Chess's Aces Comics Axis is 89 movie. Suck it. Uh, mm-hmm. So we were going by the comics. like. Well, I mean, we asked about the movie. I think yeah. by these rules, Mo, you have to suck it. Nah, I'm not doing it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I don't care what Kavanaugh I says. Like, I don't know, Mo. Those are the rules. Like, let's take it to Kavanaugh. <laughs> Kavanaugh definitely says suck it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, if you don't yeah. want to suck it, you're going to drink until you do. <laughs> these are the rules, Mo. We didn't, listen, we don't make these rules. We just follow them. You have to suck it. Uh, while uh, we're on. Heck? Oh, go ahead. Uh-huh. No, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, because I'm going to go into a segment. So you go ahead. Fine. Go for it. Okay. Uh, Larry. Uh, I finally, since it is TV Tuesday, I prepared this little top five list on things that you didn't say to explain community properly. So I finally finished it yesterday. As a a matter of fact, I do not want to go to this segment yet. Hold on. (laughs) No, I'm joking. (laughs) Go ahead, Mo. I did finish it. The the number five is John Oliver. That's awesome. Number John, John Oliver is in it. You didn't tell me he was in it. I would have watched it if you told me he was in it. So you didn't explain it right. Uh, <laughs> Got it. Okay. Number four, the multi-dimensional character growth uh, it, things. They've done that a couple times. I love those. You should have told me those. On my list, multi-dimensional is, character growth. Yeah, like you know, shit happens from in the opposite dimension, the sixth timeline, the darkest timeline. Yeah, it, yeah, that. Yeah, you didn't do that. <clears throat> well, but th- that's kind of like spoilery, right? I mean, did what I said did did it spoil things for anybody? Well, let me put it like this: when you got there, and you after you realized what was happening, how much how much enjoyment did you get out of it? A fair amount. Yeah, I liked it. Like yeah. a lot. I liked how it spread across a season almost, or a second half of a yeah. season. So yeah. it played into the finale yeah. of that season. So either, yeah. either way, I, even with explaining it like that, it's still not spoilery. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, number three, uh, Giancarlo Esposito being... Well, I mean, spoil, that would be spoilery, but just saying he's in yeah. it, I would have watched it. But if, he, you know, what, it, what he is and, and how it plays out, uh, I, I would have watched I it and spoiled. I didn't mention him because you would have asked me what he does in it, and I yeah. wouldn't have been able to tell you. And seeing him in that comedy, I mean, I've seen him in different roles, but in that particular comedy role, without him trying to be 
what I perceive out of character is great, and it's a testament to that show and how that show utilized them. Yeah. Uh, so that's number three. Uh, number two, the stop motion Christmas episode. I mentioned that. Yeah, but not like that. Or <laughs> even if you did, even if you did mention it, you didn't do it right. <laughs> that's just the point of this list. You didn't do it right. I literally mentioned number two. <laughs> you didn't do it right. Okay. Uh, and the number one on the top five list, I actually bought a drum set, but I didn't prepare it to do a drum roll for this. Here we go. Um, the number one on the top five list of what Larry could have said to get me to watch Community back in the day is Keith David being addicted to encouraging white people. <laughs> so good. It's... it's it, <laughs> Now that's a man that knows how to marry his cousin. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. That I can't believe they waited to the very last episode to like do that, or the second to last episode to to bring that out about him. But oh. yeah, just that character trait would I would have watched the whole season just to get to that point. Oh um, man! And then there's like another five bonus ones. Uh, <laughs> Because those do get spoilery, so you can't, like, you can't really put those on a... I was doing a top ten list, but, you know, that part of the five would have been... They probably would have been higher on the top ten list, but they would be spoilery. And one of them is Ken Jong's character in it. No. Uh, uh, the Dungeons, so much Chang. The Dungeons and Dragons episode. Yeah. Um, And I put paintball with those, too, because the paintball ones get pretty good, too. Um, oh yeah, the, absolutely. The catchy jazz song that comes out all the time, like <laughs> I, that would and you know Leonard, he's great. And then yeah, Justin Roiland was in it, and you didn't tell me that. So, uh, you know what? I I do know that now, but I don't. I'm not even sure I knew that when we had the conversation. Yeah, probably because I don't. I don't know what he looks like off the top of my head, but I did watch a video where somebody mentioned it. But yeah, it's yeah, that was I, I I'm so glad you came on today because I prepared this list specifically for when I finished watching the episodes. But yeah. It's a great show, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Um yeah. I think I think Jay would really enjoy it. I still want to work on the list of episodes, just have yeah. him watch a couple. Uh, say, say what do you say? I'm gonna get around to it. It's on Netflix. It is on. So I have the chance to watch it. Like I'm, I'm really trying to get through what you call it right now, Clone Wars. Oh yeah. Are you using the list? No, I'm just going straight through. Like That's I'm halfway fair. through season two right now. That's fair. You got it. Yeah, man. Yeah, that last season of Clone Wars is like, it's phenomenal, dude. That's what I hear. Yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, it's really good. I'm watching. I'm watching uh, Rebels again now. With the sleeve. even though I'm not sure I saw the last season of Rebels. But yeah, you all. Yeah, I'm, mess with that. I'm probably gonna end up watching that. It. It was good when it came out. I was trying to tell y'all. Well, can you just give us a list of Rebels no, episodes? No, it had a lightsaber slingshot when it came out. 
Yeah. That's not good. The, sli- the slingshot is barely used. I tried to tell you all that then. But you're not doing it right. Hey. Hey. The point that it was there in the first place, the point that someone, even for a second, thought it was a good idea, the, the fact that it got to paper and people weren't like, no, the, the fact that it was storyboarded and then fucking animated, like, that's all bad. It does, like, there were no, so, so many steps in the process for someone to be like, this is you're, dumb. You're going you're gonna to watch this show... And you're gonna be like mad at yourself that this is the reason why you didn't watch it because it's such a non-factor. That's like it's barely anything. And I tried to tell you all that then, and y'all wouldn't listen. And now, no, it's I like, like I've I've no I believed it was good for like a couple weeks. Well, no, I think I started believing it was good like last year. Like when I heard Ahsoka was on it. I started but, liking it. But I tried to tell you that when it came out. Yeah, now, I didn't tell you Ahsoka I, was in it. I didn't tell you Ahsoka was in it because that would have been a spoiler. But I told right. you to watch it. But I was still hung up on the, on the fucking thing when you told me. I was still hung up on the slingshot. Yeah. Larry, can you sad. send me a... I'm going to get over it, but it sucks. It still sucks that it's going to be there. <laughs> Larry, can you send me a list of Rebels episodes that don't have the slingshot in it? You are dumb. What I can send... No. No, I can't do that. What I can send you... That many, is, huh? I, I, no, it's not that many. It's not that many. But what I can send you... I can send you a list of, like, core episodes for Rebels if you want that. No, I'm good. Oh, okay. I was about to say I could because I could do that. Like I, I understand. Like I think there's what, four weapons, seasons of Rebels. I don't know. Out of all the weapons that lightsabers have been turned into, slingshot is the stupidest. There's, there's, there's. It's not a lightsaber slingshot. Well, what is it? He has a light. He has a slingshot, and then he has. Well. I guess technically they kind of transform <laughs> the thing that was a slingshot into a different type of lightsaber hybrid weapon, but it's not a slingshot lightsaber. Well, you didn't say that before. Well, at the time, you couldn't. It, tell. it wasn't. That wasn't the case. I was trying to tell you about it when it was coming on. <sighs> This is what you all were assuming from what you had seen, and I didn't have anything to tell you different because I'm talking. We're talking about like the first few episodes, like we're talking about the first episodes before he even had a lightsaber. And you're like, "Nope, slingshot lightsaber." That's Oz says, "Well, if they wanted you to watch the show, they wouldn't have put that in the trailer." Well, guess what, Jay? You know what? You're right. You know what, Jay? Don't watch the show. Just like don't watch Community. Like, you don't need to be a part of all the good things, Joe. You got your own other good things. Well, watch it for Ahsoka. No, no, no. Please, don't do us any favors, man. The Star Wars fandom, we don't need you. We're good. I'm an Ahsoka fan. We're good. I'm an Ahsoka fan. We've had enough enough disappointment with, you know, 
the last couple mainstream movies. We don't need your disappointment along with it. We're we're, we're fine. We're fine. What are you saying, Moses? Uh, Say it again, Joe. We're actually going to go back and reread the book because it was really good. Uh, Oz says Lorraine got time to rewatch Rebels but not Stargirl. Listen, Stargirl, like, I don't know when Stargirl came out. I'm not checking for Stargirl. But if you tell me to watch Stargirl, I will, which I think we're watching it tonight so we can talk about it tomorrow or whatever. Um, it's on the seat app it's, here. It's not, on, it's not on Amazon, so I'm not watching it. Why not watch on DC app? Because it doesn't have it on because the PlayStation. It's on my TV. Oh, right, right, right. I put a picture of the sling saver in chat, and Oz says, "Where's the saber?" Well, that's what he called it. He says that's totally a sling saver, but but where's the saber part? See, that's what I'm saying. Y'all don't know what you're talking about. You need to watch shows. A sling light. It's not. It's 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 a energy slingshot. That don't make it a lightsaber, right? So, but why? So, the light is like rubbery. Listen, I, it's it's some sort of energy weapon that simulates a slingshot. Does he, How it works exactly, I don't know. Does he carry it in his back pocket? <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Does John Ritter adopt a kid that uses it? John Ritter does in fact <laughs> adopt the child. Yes, yes. Yes. Uh, let's get into some news before Larry quits. <laughs> like, it's a good thing. <laughs> Comic book news. We should have a like, uh, like her. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. So, yeah. We got a new Netflix TV show coming out called Ball and Chain. <clears throat> if you've uh, if you've memorized our shows, we talked about the rights being sold to Ball and Chain for a TV production like ten years ago. That shit's been. I was like, I don't even remember. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, it, Ball and Chain basically uh, it was a they call it a DC uh, comic, but it wasn't. It was like Wildstorm homage comic um back in the day but since dc bought wildstorm they got all of that but yeah it, it's a story about uh, a, a couple that breaks up and in the midst of breaking up they get superpowers and they become heroes and uh yeah and they can't break up even though they want to but they're me emily blunt and the rock are gonna be in it on Netflix, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Cause I don't know. I I, I don't have Netflix uh, faith in Netflix to do adaptations. But this book is only four issues, so they're probably gonna, uh, you know, add a lot of stuff. And I, you're gonna have to, cause it's only four issues. And if you want it to go three seasons or whatever, <laughs> you're you're gonna add a lot of things. Wait, three seasons is what it's supposed to go for? 
Well, you know, they, that's what they try to do. Like, the oh, shows, to get the hundred episodes or whatever. Well, I don't even know Netflix does that, but they try to like they add stuff to things to make it run longer. Like they did it with Lock and Key. Like they have to do twelve episodes, or they have to do seven episodes. Like they have a number of episodes they like to do, and th- I noticed the shows that do like seven episodes are a little better. Like they they have less filler and all that but there's only a few of those the majority have like 13 or 10 and uh this source material only has four issues and they're like 22 pages so i think the way to go is a movie but i don't know if i don't know if they're going to do a movie or or they're doing a show but it's in development and it's being written by what is this person's name where is my article? They took your article. That's not right. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah, Emily Blunt and, and The Rocker, and, it, and it's written by Emily v, Emily v. Gordon. She is a Oscar-nominated writer. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, Scott, it's a Scott Lobdell book, and you know he's famous for creating Sugar Man. <laughs> is is that what Scott Lobdell's famous for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, oh, Emma, Emily V. Gordon is is the writer that wrote The Big Sick with Camille Nanjiani. Yeah, that's his wife, right? Yeah, that's his wife. That was a good movie. I've heard. I yeah. haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, oh, that's another thing. You didn't tell me Camille Nanjiani was in Community. Yes, I did. But yeah. <laughs> <The end>. <laughs> Every everyone that you love is in Community. You should watch it, unless you're Joe. But don't. But yeah. I don't get around to it. No, that's no one you love is in it. Don't watch it. <laughs> well, I already know that. Good. Well, actually, no. Don Oliver is in it. I like him. No, 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 no. You like if you love him, stop. I didn't realize. I can't stop loving him. I didn't realize how ugly John Oliver was till I watched Community. <laughs> well, that was John Oliver without money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, John, look, John Oliver don't look like that no more. Well, he John, does, but you're John always... Oliver got that. He 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 got that money magnum look. <laughs> <laughs> he like he still looks the same, but you just see him straight on now, not from profile <laughs> or three quarters. <laughs> I feel bad saying that about John Oliver. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. I mean, I'm not like a huge fan of that comic. It was pretty good, but it was, you know, it was what it was. No, nothing ever came. I think there was supposed to do a second run of it, but that never happened. But, yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Damn it. I keep losing. I feel like. again? I feel like I, I keep losing my articles. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm like, I know we put a fair amount of stuff into. Uh, you know what happens into- is all my tabs get shuffled because I put them oh. all together, but then they get shuffled when I click on something. 
That's old news. Oh, no, not old news. That's the worst kind of news. Yeah, no, I hate old news. I know it. Uh, did you ever watch that movie Snowpiercer? Yes. Would you like to see it as a TV show? I, You know what? I will watch it only because I did hear that that was happening. And it actually looks good to me. Like, But at the same time, you know, I was a fan of the movie itself, which I know a lot of people are not. Mm-hmm. And so, you know. Now, it's going to be a cop show, they said. Is that something that would work with Snowpiercer? It could. I mean, basically, it's about a society that lives on a train. So, you know, I mean, like the whole world is the train and you have the different cars that kind of have like, you know, like different classes of people in them and such. So, you know, that gives you an opportunity to like if you're the authorities, that gives you the the opportunity to, you know, jump between cars for various reasons. And yeah, I mean, it, it let's put it like this. It could be good. Uh, it could be bad, too, but. I'm thinking that they're, it's going to be decent. Okay. You're, I, I've never seen it, so I don't know. But I know there's people commenting online that they don't like that idea. I mean, hey, I look, I can understand it. Uh, it it's weird because it's it's like it it's kind of a, a cult kind of movie. Um, it, it actually does have, well, it, but it has like a fair amount of people in it. Cause like, you know, I mean, Chris Evans is in it mm-hmm. long before, before he was Captain America. That's not true. That's not true. No. It's not before he was Captain America. No, it was, he, the whole reason why he had to hide his face in the, uh, in the shawarma scene of Avengers was because he was filming Snowpiercer and he had that beard. Wait, so so, when did Captain America come out? I don't know. It came out before Snowpiercer. I can tell you that. Oh, okay. I thought it was before, but okay. See, you don't explain things right. Well, I may have misremembered a date. <laughs> like that, that's possible. <laughs> but then, and then it also has uh, um, Tilda Swinton is in it. Oh okay. And and uh I think if I think I think Ed Harris is in it too if I'm not mistaken. Oh nice. And then uh Octavia Spencer's in it too. Like it's it's a good movie. Like you know, but it's it's different though. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not Yeah, it it's different. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Captain Captain America was 2011. And it looks like Snowpiercer was 2013. Yeah. Wow. I did not realize that. Uh, Tess Fowler is on GoFundMe. You know who Tess Fowler is, right, Luke? Uh, The name sounds familiar. I'm trying to think of Tess Fowler. Like, how do I know... Who that is? <laughs> uh, Joe yeah. probably, Joe knows who he is, even though he probably doesn't know where he knows her from, too. But she's the artist for Rat Queens, among other ah, comics. Ah, got you. 
Um, I believe she's the one that came on after the first dude got accused of battery or something, spousal abuse. Yeah. But um, she's got breast cancer, and uh, she's on GoFundMe to raise money for her treatment. Uh, they smashed, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, they smashed they... the first funding goal, So, but now they have an extended goal because, you know, cancer is expensive. Uh, uh, so it, it's at a, at $45,020 is raised so far of the $50,000 goal. So they're only $5,000 away. Okay, cool. That's awesome. But what were you going to say before I cut you off? I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, I was just saying that, you know, it's, it's, Messed up that she has cancer, not that she's trying to fund it. Oh, okay. But I wonder what kind of rewards they're giving for this. <laughs> really? Any stretch goals if we go beyond the game? <laughs> it's like, if you meet this stretch goal, I promise I will beat cancer. <laughs> it's like, done. Done. I already, like, I'll do it. What if she doesn't? Do I get my money back? Nah, that's so mean. I shouldn't be saying these things. But yeah, I mean, it sucks. I, I would, I want to donate. I probably will at some point, but I don't know how much. But yeah. Uh, let's see what else is here. Oh, Mark Silvestri says here is uh, holding out on a Greg Capullo deal for Batman slash Joker. It says here, Bleeding Cool has learned that one of the projects that DC Comics was hoping to come out of the shutdown was Mark Silvestri's Batman comic book, Batman mm. slash Joker Deadly Duo. Image Comics co-founder and partner, creator of Witchblade, Cyberforce, and the Darkness, Mark Silvestri has been working on the Batman project for many years, and Bleeding Cool has reported on its existence and shown uh, leaked snippets of it as we got them. There was a possibility it might have debuted in 2016, but it wasn't ready. Bleeding Cool has learned that it still isn't. We, mm. we first mentioned it December 2014, then in September 2015, then in January 2016, then announced it was a Batman Joker miniseries in June 2017 before it was officially announced at San Diego Comic-Con July 2018. But we also know it has been around many years before that so what's the hold up DC Comics seems to be running as many Batman Joker projects as they can at the moment um, I don't want to be critical of Rich Johnson he's the guy that runs Bleeding Cool but mm -hmm. he, he should hand the writing to somebody else there's a lot of mistakes here that I chose not to read <laughs> like not 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 you know journalistic mistakes more like misspellings and shit you know, so he's been doing it a lot. I've been using as uh, Bleeding Cool as a news source for for probably this whole pandemic lockdown time um, because it's been the most consistent one right now that isn't just doing listicles, you know. Right. But he, he needs a, he needs an editor. I can work from home, like just a proofreader, not even an editor. You can say what you want. I just want to make sure, like, it makes sense. Listen, I will say this. Be careful. He'll come for all of us. He will. I mean, 
Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Does. Like, I I'm work from home. Like, I can help. I'm trying to help. I'm not like, you know, I'm not trying to be Listen, critical. I'm just saying, approach it with caution, or else next all at least you know all his articles will be exposés on each one of us individually, and Oz will lose his job. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Like, it, it, he probably could use an editor, honestly. Yeah. And hey. You know, if you got the time and he'll pay, why might as well, Mo. I mean, you know, you know, comic news. Yeah, I just I'll just proofread it. Like it's not even a a, a pay thing. Like mm. <laughs> Hex says, bleeding cool is an ass website. Bleeding ass is what they should call it. No, oh, and Jesus. honestly, like it, you know, to a certain degree, I can see people seeing that, but they get a lot of scoops and they get a lot of uh, news. And in a time when every like almost every comic book news source is resorting to listicles. They're still putting out news. So mm-hmm. that should tell you something. Like, yeah. That's true. And a lot of the, the and they, dig, they dig deep. I mean, I think that's yeah. like, I think that's why people, you know, have opinions about, about him. Like, you know, he's not here to make friends. He's here to do news. Right. And, and the thing is, it's also, um, well, yeah, like you said, he digs deep. He's, He's like a journalist. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, not not right. a mystical writer. But yeah. Uh, that's all I have for news. Right now. Unless you guys got something else. Oh, no. There's a picture of the Batman Silvestri project. I will take a look. It looks really good. <laughs> 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 the, way, the way you said it was like, I don't, I don't want to I say. I put it, it like in this, chat. But I have to. Okay. But yeah, maybe I'll get Sylvester to do a white cover. I mean, shoot, I don't know how much that full charges, but it's like, I mean, if you can, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'll just yeah, do that. That does look good. I'll do that and not donate to the GoFundMe. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow, this guy. Uh, Oz in chat says, because uh, he's talking about Rich Johnson coming after us, he says, but it'll be spelled Fantastic Foursome, so no one will know who they're talking about. <laughs> and he now copyrighted Fantastic Foursome. <laughs> Fantastic Foursome is pretty funny. Uh... It's fanatic foursome. Oh, a fanatic foursome. Yeah, that, that's a totally different. <laughs> oh, fanatic. Show. That's hilarious. Yeah. Look, fanatic I, foursome. I'm, I spelled... says I want that. He says I don't want the foursome, but I want the Batman shit. No, no, you want the foursome, heck. Don't, don't, you know, don't be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay. Heck. It's twenty twenty. <laughs> it's twenty twenty. It's like just, just be real with yourself, heck. Let go. Where is my news sources? All right, let's see. Let's see what the listicle site CBR has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it says uh, the Mandalorian. According to his report, the Mandalorian will put Timothy Oliphant in Boba Fett's armor. Uh, so he's gonna play Boba Fett, and I guess the other guy's gonna do the voice. The 
Why, why would they not let one person do both? Like, like is that does that sound crazy? Especially considering, like, I know he didn't play Boba Fett, but he played Django. Like, I mean, I think he can pull off Boba. Yeah, look, it's not a, like here in the article it says according to Slash Film, filming for the second season of Disney Plus, Disney Plus's Star Wars series featured Oliphant wearing the Boba Fett armor, while Tamora Morrison is reportedly returning to the, the Star Wars franchise to play Boba Fett. The reveal of Oliphant wearing Fett's armor leads to speculation that he's portraying Cobb Vance from author Chuck, Chuck Wendig's Aftermath series of novels. It says, uh, first appearing in 2015's Aftermath novel, Cobb Vance is a former human slave from Luke Skywalker's home planet of Tatooine. Vance eventually rises from slave status to become the sheriff of Freetown and becomes into possession of the Mandalorian armor that was being sold by Jawas. The desert scavengers came up on the armor after going through the wreckage of Jabba the Hutt's sail barge from Return of the Jedi, which is what fans theorize that the Mandalorian armor must belong to Boba Fett. The sail barge is the site of where Boba Fett fell to the Sarlacc pit after a fight with Luke Skywalker. Vanth also made appearances in Aftermath spinoffs like Life Debt and Empire's End. So Wait, so the Jawas went into the Sarlacc to get the armor? I th- well, when Boba Fett got out of it, he dropped the armor, I guess. Because he blew up the Sarlacc. So, yeah. I, I never read that book, and I didn't read the one where he actually survived, but I heard one guy knew that. I that did, yeah. Anymore. Like, I read it, but it's not canon anymore. Okay. Well, I mean, like like we said, they, they pick and choose. So it's like, you know, if they bring it back in, it's, it is canon, right? But they didn't do that yet. We don't know what they've done yet, right? That's what I'm saying. Until it airs, they haven't done it. Okay. It's like if a tree falls into the woods. <laughs> I I guess. <laughs> Did you know there was a Quake spinoff rumor? No, that's not true. Well, the actress Chloe Bennett shot down the idea that she's getting a Disney Plus spinoff in the near future. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's ridiculous. Like that's that's not gonna happen. Like she might not even make it into the MCU like films. Uh, hey. Let's see here. It, even though that would be cool, like I think it would be interesting to see her as like a director of Shield at some point, in the same way that it happened in the comics. I mean, we can't. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if they choose choose to, that's what they want to be make it like the comic. <laughs> right. Like that's that's the part they're yeah. like we should be like the comic. <laughs> Robbie Ray is having an awesome origin. Nah, let's not do the show like the comics. <laughs> uh, Neil Gaiman 
is up on a apology thing. Um, he took to his personal site to issue an apology for his recent actions. The author recently drew fire for traveling, uh, traveling to Sky to self isolate on his island resort, which flew in the face of New Zealand's travel restrictions concerning COVID nineteen pandemic. So remember, mm. remember that news story I told you about. They were separated, him and his wife, yeah. and his kid. So he, because of that, I, you know, they, he flew back to be with his son or something. And, but you know, th- that was a during, <laughs> like no travel, no travel. Yeah. Uh, here's a quote from him. He says, "I got to chat with to some local police officers yesterday who said, all things considered, I should have stayed where I was safe in New Zealand." And I agreed that yes, all things considered, I should. That's it. He goes. I want to apologize to, to everyone on the island for creating such a fuss. I also want to thank and apologize to local police who had better things to do than check up on me. The end. So, so he went from his island to go see his kids. Well, to be with his kid, yeah. Uh, he went to the island, like he was on one part and then flew to another part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I mean, if he's flying his own jet or whatever, it's kind of like, I mean, that he's social distancing, right? So, I mean, I guess people expect but more. It's, it's up to everyone to follow the same rules. Yeah, but I mean, I guess my thing is the only difference between him going to get in his own jet to go see his kid on his island and you getting in your car to go see like you know your your stepmom is just a difference in scale right doesn't matter it's up to everyone to follow the same set of rules but but i'm saying he didn't he's not really breaking the rules the the rule is that the issue is that he did it by jet but the reason that you restrict air travel is because you don't get with a whole, you don't want to be around a whole bunch of people like most people have to fly commercial but he didn't fly commercial right it it doesn't matter look think of it this way um like say someone goes to the beach and no one else is there, there's social distancing. But then it's like, well, why does that person get to go to the beach? Right. And then you've got a beach full of assholes breathing on each other and making more COVID. Like, that guy was following the rules by, of social distancing, but the fact is we need a set, a, a blanket set of rules, which is everyone stay home, nobody travel, and he broke that by traveling. I, I mean, I feel where you're coming from. I guess I would agree with you more if everybody had jets. But it's like, I don't know. It's like to me, it's like, OK, well, yeah, like if you have your own jet, you can fly where you want to because you're not hurting anybody. 
as long as you're not going to go be like you know in a crowd of people it's like it's more akin i think to the car analogy than it is to the beach because we can all go to the beach and it's like yeah it's not right that you get to go but i don't but you know we all don't have our own jet to fly to places and so it's like if you're saying like well why should i get to fly or why should you get to fly but i can't fly on a private jet it's like, well, because you don't own a jet. Yeah, I don't know. I think everyone should follow the same rules. I mean, he's following the rule that you don't fly commercial. That's not the rule, though. The rule isn't don't fly commercial. The rule is don't fly. Well, but but nobody is not about private jets, though. That's well, I somebody guess, the has rule. to check his passport and stuff, right? Well, they didn't. No. No, you don't Look, do that with a private jet. You don't? So why don't the cartels no, just do that? The... Say what? Why don't the cartels just bring in drugs that way in a private jet? Well, there's still a manifest. Like, you don't get to just, you know, come what? and go as you please. There's, there's records, but you don't have to do a passport. What I was saying is the rule says don't fly. It doesn't say uh, don't fly commercial. It doesn't say uh, you can fly if you have a private jet. It says, don't fly. No, but, I mean, but I guess, but, Jay, when you, when the rule is don't fly. Don't fly. The, the, the rule is don't fly. No, but the, the rule isn't really don't fly. The rule is about. No, it really is. No, it, it really is. It says, don't fly. So, let me ask you this question. So, you might, well, you don't fly, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and fly anyway. Like, but. So wh- why why can't you fly? What's I'm not. No, I mean really fly. though. It, it's like what what's the purpose of not flying? Is 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 the question I'm asking you? Because so what you're saying is it's okay to break the law as long as you're just rich. as long as you're obeying the spirit of the law, then it, breaking the law is fine. Well, the spirit of the law. And the, the letter of the law is is a thing that happens all the time, where we're like, yeah, right. this person broke the good. letter of the law, but but the spirit of that law wasn't to stop this from happening. So we you don't hold and them so accountable. You said that's fine. You said huh? that's good, right? You well, said thinking, breaking the breaking the letter of the law is good. I, now see, like, you're overgeneralizing. I'm saying that sometimes there are exceptions. Well, I'm like saying this, no. Obey the letter of the law. If you don't like the letter of the law, change the letter of the law. You don't just say, well, I don't agree with the letter of the law, so I'm I'm just going to break it. You you, you start up your grassroots movements, and you talk (laughs) to your congressman, and you get the law changed. But you don't have to. There's a process. As a mayor, you should know this. (laughs) At the same time, we're not even really talking about the law. We're talking about we're talking about guidelines. We're talking and, about being a, a decent human being and all of us following the same rules so that we can all get through this this tragic pandemic together. Well, let me ask you this question. Can we at least agree that if he gets on his private jet and flies to an island to go see his own family members? He's not hurting anyone outside of his own family, right? Um, 
Is he flying the jet? I I don't know. Probably not. I don't, well, Neil Gaiman doesn't strike me as a pilot. If the pilot's not part of his family, then he's endangering the pilot. Well, no, the, the, pilot. Uh, the ground crew is still there. The They're pilot's making a choice. He's not, he's not endangering the pilot. The, the pilot's making a choice. Like, like, he's not forcing the pilot to be there, right? The pilot's like, I'll, I'll take that money. Yeah, but he's, he's still in danger. He's deciding that I'm okay with being in danger for money. It's still in danger. Except it's it's the same thing where I can't just go out and be like, well, I'm fine if I get sick. So I'm going to go out and not wear a mask and I'm going to touch everything and I'm going to sneeze and then I'm going to wipe my nose and just spread that all over door handles see, because that's, I'm that's okay actually, with getting sick. That's nothing it's, like uh, what about, that is. It's, it's about saying... He's saying, I'm okay with being in danger for money. And the fact is, just because he's okay with being endangered, he's still endangering people. Who? Uh, Gaiman. He's endangering the pilot. The pilot can accept that I'm going to be in danger for money, but it's still endangering him. Like, accepting the fact that you're going to be endangered isn't the same as I'm not endangered. But He's I guess just what I'm saying... Of the fact is everyone could decide, go out right now and decide well, I'm okay with being endangered. But we're not doing that. We're all staying home. We're all trying to flatten the curve, except for like Wisconsin and all those folks. And we're all just trying to do our part to make this as relatively painless as possible. There are rules. He decided to break the rules, and then he apologized for it. Oh, if I was Neil Gaiman, I'd be like, mind your business. Ooh. I know, because you're terrible. You're Everyone terrible knows man. that about me. Hector, I don't care about people Hector Chat or says, society. Hector Chat says, Jay's ruining mayor's re-election. Right. Look, <clears throat> Jay's exposed me. You know what? The only thing I care about is money and cash and hoes. And crumpets. And crumpets. Um, up, in, up in this booch. We talked about a Indonesian superhero movie yesterday, and there's another one coming out called Gundala. Oh, schmack. I'm yeah. on board. It's a martial arts superhero movie. Uh, the comic is over 50 years old uh, in Indonesia. It's based on a comic. And they have like a big, I was just looking at their website, they have a lot of characters, including this dude named Aqua Anus. No, his name's not Aqua Anus. Look, I'll put it in chat. I put the link in chat. I didn't put his picture. He's like an Aquaman type. But No. It says Aqua Anus. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aquinas and Aqua Anus aren't the same. Well, you know, they in Asia they kind of mix two words together to make one word, like Pokemon and Digimon. Aquinas, yeah, like water booty. (laughs) (laughs) So, can are these comics available in English? I'm not sure. It doesn't seem like it, but I mean, 
The movie is going to be in English. They have animation series too. Like that, I put the trailer in chat earlier on, and uh, the movie is going to be coming out. Uh, what what date was it? It's going to come straight to Blu-ray. It premiered at the Toronto Film Festival last year, but uh, yeah, July twenty-eighth is going to be on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD. The movie was written and directed by Joko Anwar and uh, stars Abimana Ariasatya, Tara Basro, Bront Pilare, Ario Bayou, and Lukman Sardi. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Maybe it's it's the the actual picture looks pretty good. I'll, I'll put that in chat real quick. Um, but the comic book art looks better than the movie. Uh, thing but that could be a redesign thing because this is the origin but yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes I'm 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 looking at the trailer right now uh, with no sound and I'm in <laughs> yeah definitely I'm like I don't know I'm not exactly sure what's happening but I'll find out when I watch it <laughs> Is Indonesian and has electrical powers. Yeah, he got hit by lightning, and then. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm down. Odds and chat says Aquanus. I'm in. <laughs> but he's not in the movie. <laughs> but they are. They are like part of the news story is that they are making an eight film franchise. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Everybody's inspired by Marvel. Let's yeah. go. It says right here, Gundala is the first film in the proposed eight film Bumilanji Cinematic Universe, BCU. <laughs> the synopsis there it is. The synopsis is as follows. Based on the classic comic, Gundala is a poignant portrayal of the notion that heroes, whether everyday or superhero who superhuman, can be found anywhere through though a superpower never hurts. Indonesian o- orphan Sankaka spent his life on the streets trying to attract as little attention as possible, but when greed and violence reach a fever pitch in Jakarta, it soon becomes clear that he is the people's only hope for peace. The character was created by Haria Suramanita, Suraminata um, in 1969. We, we, we need a, a cinematic universe for each letter of the alphabet. We got the BCU, we got the MCU... We need an ACU. We uh, we what we need is a BCU MCU versus MCU crossover. There it is. Versus how tight is that aqua anus? Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, says uh, San Kaka is aqua anus son. <laughs> All right. I think the show's over. Yeah. <laughs> that is too funny. Joe, give us some final thoughts, man. Uh, so the new season of Marble Racing, Jelly's Marble Racing, starts June 21st. And I'm in, like, I didn't know Marble Racing was so interesting, yeah. but it's really 
yeah, it's it's captivating. Like I was watching the Marble League race two in Seoul or Seoul and it's like a fourteen minute video and I planned on watching like maybe two minutes of it and I was just captivated and I watched the whole video and I was seriously invested like halfway through. Yeah, I, like, I uh I found out about it yesterday and I'm I'm in <laughs> like it's a, you know I didn't give a fuck about sports not being able to to happen because fuck sports you know um right but then I discovered marble racing and the shit's amazing so I can't wait yeah I I, I will say that like, I've seen Jaguar. say again I'm, I'm all for Jaguar like <laughs> or, yeah I'm in. I, I will say that I've actually gotten the opportunity to uh, to see the marble racing, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So, yeah. Uh, Larry, why don't you give us some final thoughts? Uh, if you can, you should mess around and check out Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, with the behind-the-scenes talks of with the directors of or the different directors of the the episodes throughout the season um that's pretty amazing yeah and uh yeah I, i'll probably talk about it more uh at some point on one of these shows i'm not sure which one makes sense but yeah uh F- feloni's the truth in so many ways like I, I'd seen him, like, these go in-depth with him, and listening to him talk about Star Wars, it's like, yeah, like, I, I already knew he was the truth, but when you listen to him talk at length about the Star Wars universe, you understand why everything that he's involved with that is Star Wars related is awesome. And for the rest of us here at Fantastic Forum, we, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Um, and we're starting something new. Uh, you can listen to a replay of the morning show in the afternoon uh, on Twitch. It won't be live, and there might not be anybody in chat, but, you know, if you missed it and you can't wait till the archive's up, you can go there. If not, you can always catch us here live on allgames.com. <laughs>